The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You are now about to take a journey with professional advisors Ken Smith and Ethan Broga on Empirical Investing Radio. To connect with Empirical Investing Radio, please call 1-866-472-5790. Fasten your seatbelts. You're going to need them. Just because the hosts have a sense of humor does not mean their advice won't change your life. Good afternoon and welcome to Empirical Investing Radio. I'm Ken Smith. Sitting next to Ethan Broga. Good afternoon, Ethan. Hey, Ken. This show is designed to share with you prudent investing and financial planning ideas to help you make a lifetime of smarter financial decisions. Our goal is to help you become financially independent as quickly as possible and stay that way throughout your entire lifetime. Ethan and I are broadcasting live atop the Empirical Tower in Seattle, Washington. Um, just kidding, it's not the Empirical Tower. Otherwise known as the U.S. Bank City Center Building. (laughs) Exactly. Ethan, do you want to give out some uh, contact information before we get into today's financial topics? Yeah, you bet. You bet. Um, You know, If you'd like to uh, join the show today, maybe ask a question, uh, feel free to contact us. We can be reached via email at contact at empiradio.com, or you can give us a call here directly at 866-472-472. Five seven nine or zero. Nine or zero. That's right. Roger that. <laughs> Ethan, I know you have been hard at work um, on a variety of pertinent and timely financial planning and investment uh, related seminars and uh, educational events. And I thought we'd click through this if you're listening and you have any interest in learning more. Um, contact us. We'd be happy to include you on that, um, either locally or uh, through a, a webinar of some kind. Right. Uh, some of the things you guys are working on, Ethan, down at the home office, mm-hmm. uh, IRAs and Roths, uh, Roth IRAs, supercharging the benefits. Right. Something one of our partners, Jack Monteith, is, is working on and presenting. Mm-hmm. So if you want to make sure you're optimizing and maximizing the opportunities and the tax treatment of uh, uh, traditional and Roth IRAs, uh, give us a call. Uh, I've been looking a lot more into uh, 401ks recently, and we'll go over some of the part of the show today. We're going to talk about uh, retirement benefits for 2013, Some give you some a heads up on some of the what is currently in the hopper in terms of limits and, and ideas. We'll see how things uh, go between now and January and through the year. Right. With all the fiscal cliff issues we talked about last week and mm-hmm. uh, some of the issues there, but uh, you've got to kind of plan with what the best data that you have, Ethan, and some of these things will be the same regardless right. of what happens with the immediate decisions surrounding the fiscal cliff. 
Another uh, presentation, Ethan, that you're doing is the Investor's Guide to Speculating, Indexing, and Investing. Um, and what is that going to? What is that about? Well, the idea Talk there to is me. to kind of show uh, the differences in investment styles, investment approaches between your more traditional, maybe speculative approach uh, versus a pure index approach, and then what I'm calling what we call the the uh, evidence based approach. Okay. So, sort of the differences. Uh, between those and contrasting and, and comparing those across the Comparing, contrasting, yeah. and illuminating Undoubtedly, the right. viewer. I think framed in, in, in the, the way that we're going to dis- discuss it in the, the, the presentation, um, most people will walk away, I think, with the idea, you know what, I, I really should be a, uh, an evidence-based investor more so than any other things. And there. you do this with an element of entertainment. Well, I try to be seem- you know, a little entertaining. Yeah. Um, I'm not the funniest, that. funniest guy on the earth, but uh, once in a while I make make a wisecrack that makes you chuckle a little bit, and you know, pay attention to what's going on on the seminar. Well, we can all appreciate that. <laughs> Another piece that you're doing is Vanguard uh, and DFA. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we from time to time Let's talk about that. Some what folks is all this? who are, are interested in just kind of doing it themselves, and uh, hey, you know, I'm just going to do market at Vanguard and use their funds exclusively, and uh, just go with that for a while. Um, which isn't a purely bad, isn't a bad strategy compared to, to many others. Uh, but I think those people especially would be interested in hearing the differences between the Vanguard approach and sort of the DFA or the Dimensional Fund Advisor approach. And so that's really geared for folks who are currently um, investing exclusively at, in Vanguard funds. I think where that, and without getting into your presentation or the presentation we're doing here, Ethan, I think on a bigger picture scale, I've noticed that investors can be confused between the difference of the investment vehicle that gets put together or is invested in and the the advice and the value of that advice in a comprehensive relationship. Yeah. Um, and they mix and mingle those two. And we, I know on a, one of our shows, we read an article that was couldn't be further from wrong uh, about the guy who, who was saying, hey, you can't afford to have any advice put it just throw your stuff in a <laughs> yeah in a fund of vanguard uh, since then i think our global market equities are up 16 17 percent this year yeah he was saying something like five to seven percent um so but he's wrong for so many other reasons and just the fact that he didn't understand you tried to make a prediction about where the market's going to do right that was his first mistake and anytime anyone does that you should start to question the validity of any of the advice they give after that sentence. Right. But I think it's it's worth noting that Vanguard is a mutual fund warehouse. Yeah. Um, there are many mutual fund warehouses or product uh, creators. And what they do is they run products. You know, they create different investment products that can be used uh, to capture different parts of the markets. As an advisor, though, we are not a comparison to Vanguard. So other advisors, I think, that are listening to our show, I'm sure you can all appreciate what I'm saying, is that you you don't um, compare the advisor to Vanguard. They're not they're not the same. Yeah. Um, they you don't say, "Hey, I don't want to pay fees, so I'm going to Vanguard." Um, that's a different level of discussion. So Vanguard versus what? And in this case, talking about DFA, so we're getting a little feedback here. DFA uh, is simply another is a mutual fund company mm-hmm. that has had a very unique history and has had a, uh, a very unique track record. 
and uh, has a very unique approach in terms of how they've built the investments that they offer. Right. One of the decisions that Dimensional Funds had made along their journey was that they would work through advisors. Now, they made a philosophical decision on that that may change over time or maybe even evolving now. Um, not to say that there's – I'm not in charge of their distribution, Ethan, but <laughs> right. uh, I know we have access and utilize some of their funds. But I know in the world of investing, once people start to click in on some of the evidence-based Vanguard tends to come up a lot because they are lower-cost investments, mm-hmm. um, which is one element that we advocate as successful investing. No doubt. The issue that I take is you don't cut out the part about getting sound advice. You can blow yourself up at Vanguard. Um, can I get a sound effect on that, Simon? You can blow yourself up in, in, in Vanguard just as fast as you can in any other investment complex. Right. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> I can take two Vanguard funds and trade in myself out of all my money pretty quickly. Right. And at the end of having no money, um, should I be happy that I did it at a very low expense? <laughs> Good boy. Should I be dancing in the street? Can I get another sound effect? Something. He's one step ahead. It's hard to stay up with me. He's it looks like I have to be in charge fast. of the sound effects. Once again, Too I'll many. have to take the reins and control over another <laughs> element of this High high quality production that we do here. Right. So I didn't mean to divert very long, but oh wait, there we go. I do it quite frequently. I think it's important yeah. to understand those differences. And if you don't call us, we're not going to hard sell you into our program. No. The purpose of this show is to give back and to try to clarify a lot of confusion that gets perpetuated by media interests, by Wall Street who have an agenda, the bigger firms and investment complexes have an agenda that usually ends up to selling you something. Um, and while you and I do get compensated as fee-only advisors, the purpose of this show is not to do any of that. Um, so please feel free to email or call us if you have any confusion about that or if you're struggling with, hey, I'd like to have somebody with all the qualifications that yeah. an advisor like Ethan Broga here has. I just not too hip on paying any kind of fee because somebody along the way has trained me that, you know, like Pavlov's dogs, that I, I start tweaking when I hear the word fees and that I should just throw my money in a Vanguard account. I think you are only hurting yourself if that is your philosophy. Yeah. And again, we are, you will find no bigger proponent of keeping the costs of the investments that we utilize or recommend for clients low. So you're not going to out enthusi that uh, you won't out um, be more enthusiastic than we are in that element of it but um, I'm happy to have myself my family in our company paying fees for the work that we do and the second um, that you know for the rest of my life I'm going to have a guy like you Ethan working with me um, so Woo-hoo! yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's a, a good one. there are so My many bad. things out there besides yeah. just the cost. I mean, like you said, Ken, you can easily blow yourself up in, as, in Vanguard as any other mutual fund. You know, if, if 2008, 2009 came along and uh, you got cold feet because you didn't understand your investment strategy, sold everything out March 9th of 2009, never got back in, you, you blew yourself up. That's an irrecoverable loss there. So getting any, anybody that helps you avoid that type of decision-making is a good thing. And then combining that with uh, ongoing Tax expertise in terms of tax minimization strategy within, within inside the portfolio, but also outside the portfolio. 
um, and looking at how to minimize taxes over your lifetime, and then understanding exactly how your portfolio and tax situation fit into your overall retirement plan. There's enormous value in all of those things combined. Um, so, yeah, quite frankly, in 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 the grand scheme of it all, Ethan, the the, the fee avoidance of having a uh, advisor that does uh, is a fee only isn't selling products. Yeah, let them pick. You know, it's important for them to, to be held accountable to picking investments that are not overly expensive for what they're accomplishing or trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not a comparison, right? It's not a, well, I, I get great quality advice that saves me enormous amounts of, of uh, money over my lifetime and gets me where I want to go quicker or, or, I, or I don't because I don't, you know, they're not the same. So moving right along, I think that's something you'll draw out in that discussion. Indeed. Five Secrets of a Successful Retirement by Ethan Broga. <laughs> and that's the presentation you've been doing for quite some time. Yeah, this year, basically. Retirement Advantage Preferred Plus with the Platinum Treatment. That's right. We've been doing those. Uh, it's about an hour long. I've done probably, I don't know, tough to say, maybe 20, 25. You've rocked a million fans. I don't know, I don't know about a million, but uh, <laughs> if you'd like to see the, a quick um, version of, the, of that presentation, we actually have it posted. Why wouldn't to, I? Well, I mean, you know. I think you, you might you probably have seen it before, but we have posted to our website. It's a, a quick 20-minute video on the five secrets of retirement success. Uh, and our video is available at empiricalfs.com, and uh, you'll just click on the word retirement planning, and you'll you'll see it right there. Now, one of our principals, Michael Van San, is doing a presentation: five secrets when transitioning your business. I'm seeing a trend here. Why five? Who said five was? This is magic. Is this? Does this go back to the movie Something About Mary when it was? Talk. I agree. It was eight minute abs, and then he said, "Hey, I'm coming out with seven minute abs." Right. So maybe he'll come up with a six minute. No, now six you've secrets. got it down the five secrets. Right, right. Seven minute abs. What's the next one on the presentation? Okay. Well, what about that one? We didn't talk about what it what it's all what it all means. Well, I, I think Basel. the next one is similar to that one. Okay. Well, the five secrets uh, when selling real estate. Is also another, so another five secret. Another five secret session. All right. Transitioning businesses. If you are a sole proprietor, business owner, and you have spent many of us a lifetime building up our business. Oh, we've got to take a break. Is that what I'm? Am I hearing things? Are we pretty close to the break? Because this is something is it, I want. Kind of wanted you to elaborate on for you oh. have some time. Okay. Well, it looks like we've got about uh, thirty seconds here. I'm sorry. Okay. The, Maybe a brief intro um, to it then. So it's just you know if you if you do have a if you are a business owner and you spend a lifetime building it, there are things you need to know and be planning ahead of uh, planning ahead of your exit. Um, maybe we can touch base on just a couple of those little okay. bits mm-hmm. when we come back and we'll go through the rest of the season talk about some of the retirement tips for 2013. All right. Okay. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Empirical Investing Radio. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm my name is simon Liu, portfolio manager with empirical wealth management inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307 that's 1-800-923-4307 
or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. Where do you stand with your money? Let me put this question a different way. Where do you think you stand with your money? Managing money effectively can mean wealth, success, and contentment. Not managing the right way can lead to stress, anxiety, and even health problems. To reach your financial goals, tune in to Money, Jobs, Health, and Other Things of Life with host Gordon Bennett. Every day we are faced with choices, and the wrong ones can be hard to correct. Don't make a bad financial choice. Listen every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. Here we are, back uh, with Empirical Investing Radio, your host, Ethan Broga, alongside Ken Smith here. Uh, this is our second segment of the day, and uh, maybe before we dive back into it, Ken, I'll give out the contact information one more time. If you'd like to reach us today, Sounds good. Uh, feel free to give us uh, a holler at contact at empiradio.com, or you can reach us by phone at 866-472-5790. Um, if you'd like to reach us and talk about your personal situation and, and perhaps uh, discuss things uh, with regard to retirement or looking for a second opinion in your portfolio or how about how to save money on taxes, uh, you can reach us here at the Empirical Towers at 206-923-3474. Reach us here at the Empirical Towers at 206-923-3474. Reach us here at the Empirical Towers at 206 Did you get that number yet? <laughs> <laughs> 206-923-3474. All right, all right. I haven't had that experience before. That was pretty wild, but... Uh, yeah, we'd love to talk with you, and if, if you're interested in uh, perhaps a, an expert opinion on these topics, um, yeah, we'd love free. to talk with you. And if, if you're interested in uh, perhaps a, a, an oh, expert opinion on these topics, sounds good. Uh, yeah, sounds good. Um, I think that was me. Then sorry about that. Okay, well, we were talking about some of the uh, discussions that we're doing, and we were talking about transitioning your business. I and, think uh, first of all, you need to hand over the controls of the uh, the uh, different types of sound effects and so forth. Well, I wasn't running any sound effects, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that must be Simon's fault. So anyway, uh, five secrets when transitioning your business. If you are a business owner, the best time to plan for your departure from that business is in advance. And so there are various key things that you'll want to consider um, about that. You know, do you have a good transition plan? Second, the five secrets when selling real estate. Michael Van Sant uh, will be talking about that. Let us know. It speaks for itself. Like I said, five secrets. That's right. 
Personal defined benefit plans are Advisor Sean Zubair is going to be presenting on, uh, you know, the unique deferment, deferral opportunities and tax opportunities with defined benefit plans for sole proprietors. So if you fit that category, talk to us. And, uh, tax strategies, CPA and, um, tax expert, Lauren Enquest is, uh, has got a, a discussion about minimizing the tax impact of your financial resources. I, li- I can't wait for that one. Yeah, that's good. I'm going to be excited that's to good. listen to that one. And uh, as you know, I've been doing and have a discussion about uh, a dynamic approach to retirement income. Um, how do you get income out of your portfolio and have confidence that you won't run out of money? Right. So if if you're in that situation, talk to me. And we have a special series for women only, Ethan. What? I think I could probably get you in, but um, you're going to have to shave the beard. It's a no-go. All right. Simon, can I get another? Um, achieving financial security, education, collaboration, and empowerment yeah. are our, uh, our very own Jeannie Peterson's putting that on. That's great. All right. Real quick, Ethan, before we talk about the retirement benefits in 2013, and uh, I want to talk about uh, one of our favorite authors and uh, um, general guru, um, investment guru Larry Swedro, on his blog, one of the things he, he made a comment about a prediction, and uh, we like to do that as well, so we'll talk about that. But I just saw in the headlines here on the Wall Street Journal, kind of scanning through the Financial that UBS faces a billion dollar LIBOR fine. Mm-hmm. That's pretty heavy, a billion dollars. So I just I kind of caught my eye there. Just thought I'd bring that up. It's a lot of money. That is a lot of money um, for uh, to be to be paying that in in the form of a fine. <laughs> that's that's. Pr- you know, you had to do something pretty, pretty intense. Um, I was just trying to pull up the article here. Let me see if I can get it. UBS is close to finalizing a settlement with the U.S. and British authorities, in which the giant Swiss bank is likely to pay more than a billion dollars to resolve allegations that it attempted to manipulate benchmark interest rates. Wow. According to people briefed on the negotiations, UBS and authorities are currently on track to announce the settlement early next week. Let's get to the fun stuff here. What are they, what exactly were they doing? Um, and let's see if they put it in here. We've talked about this a while ago. Uh, while wary of the reputational fallout of settling, UBS executives are hoping that they can resolve the rate-rigging allegations. They can close a difficult chapter for the bank. Um, and let's see. The settlement would conclude long-running investigations of UBS being conducted by the U.S. Commodity Futures Trading Commission, Department of Justice, and the U.K. Financial Services Authority, as well as Swiss regulators. A penalty of a billion more against UBS would be more than double the roughly $450 million that Barclays paid to settle similar allegations in late June. Hmm. Um, UBS has long been the front and center in the rate-rigging 
investigations, emerging as one of the main targets. Early last year, the first uh, UBS became the first bank to disclose that it was under the government scrutiny for the suspected rate rigging. That's all great. Um, I'm just scanning to see. Ever since Barclays settlement touched off a scandal, quickly causing the ouster of Barclays' top executives, other banks have been loath to, to be the next to settle, wary of falling victim to the similar backlash. Uh, uh, yeah, they just kind of keep going on about. Um, Wow. This week alone, HSBC Holdings, PLC, agreed to pay $1.9 million to resolve accusations that it facilitated money laundering involving Mexican drug cartels and others. How much did they pay in the fine? $1.9 billion. $1.9 billion yeah. for These guys are, are money laundering. living fat and happy. Wow. Uh, while a group of federal agencies fined Standard Chartered, PLC, $327 million for allegedly violating sanctions that restrict doing business with Iran and other countries. We read these about the big investment banks all the time, yes. which is kind of interesting Nothing to me. Nothing new there, I suppose. Yeah. All right. Let's get to uh, – can I do this the, – read the Larry Swedro blog thing here? If there's time, sure. Well, I don't know if there will be enough time. Um, so – from time to time, I like to check in on his on Larry's blog and things that he writes, and um, I particularly find it entertaining when he makes fun of um, market prognosticators. <laughs> yeah, uh, regular readers of my blog. This was his post on December 11th. Um, regular readers of my blog know that one of my favorite hobbies is collecting forecasts and holding the forecasters accountable. I love doing that too. An August article in Esquire gives us an opportunity to do just that. The tagline for the piece, but soft, what light through yonder window breaks, said that after the election, quote, this is a quote, the economy and the stock market are going to catch fire, continued the article. The markets were poised to soar in November as soon as the uncertainty about the political direction of our country is settled, regardless of who wins the presidency and whether either house change hands, regardless of Europe's woes, the unprecedented amount of cash sitting on the corporate sidelines will be deployed and set in motion a growth spurt unseen, Ethan, since Monica Lewinsky, the peace dividend and the internet. Wow. The S&P, uh, now we're back to Larry here, the S&P 500 index closed uh, October at 1412 after gaining about 2.4% since the end of July. When all the uncertainty was looming over investors, it ended November at 1416. Unless your definition of soaring market includes an increase of three-tenths of a percent, we can say this prediction fell off the mark. Now, here's where it gets funny. Brace yourself. That part's funny. Just as a blind squirrel occasionally finds an acorn... Occasionally, a forecast <laughs> will turn out to be correct. Do you have any squirrels, Simon? The financial media is quick to anoint such sightless rodents as gurus. Now he's calling them rodents. Of course, when future forecasts turn out wrong, rarely are the gurus held accountable. The ancients. Only on this program, or I guess Larry's blog, it looks like. Yeah, only found here. The ancient is its 
Scythians? Ethan, you're kind of a history guy. Or Scythians. Scythians? Scythians? I'm not sure. What, let, me, let, me, let me read it. The ancient Scythian Scythians discouraged frivolous prophecies by burning to death all any soothsayer whose predictions didn't come true. Now, that's an interesting approach, Ethan. We should wow. instill some of that here. Um, That'd be fantastic. Yeah, that, that would be fantastic. Be. Uh, we have to wonder how many gurus and media pundits would be in the business today if such standards were still in place. So that's pretty wild. Well, it certainly wouldn't, wouldn't be as bold, right? They'd be, well, I, I would propose nobody would be making predictions if, that, if that's what happened. Well, I couldn't agree more that it's fun to make them and, and uh, large media outlets will publish these things. But when they're wrong, clearly the media says, hey, the opinion of the person is in our opinion, right? Um, or doesn't necessarily reflect that of the the uh, either the network or the publication. Yeah. But, but um, they don't, they're, the other party tend, isn't held accountable. Esquire doesn't publish another the, you know, after November yeah, hey, we were with wrong. a headline, hey, sorry about publishing that with this snapper head that yeah. yeah. Well, they rely on the short-term memory of the readers, obviously, hmm. uh, more than anything else. Yeah. The grabbing headlines. Mm-hmm. So, okay, then we we got one minute. Um, is there anything you have to say before we move on? I don't think so. No, not about that. Okay, we'll start it. Your retirement benefits. What to expect in 2013? Let's talk about that. Um, Eric sent me an article here. Mm-hmm. That was just off of Yahoo Finance. So sometimes they have some good stuff. It's nice to just scan things. Indeed. And then get your professional feedback along the way. So there's a list of several items here that I thought we could just kind of scan through and you could jump in. All right. Um, you know, and what we're, we're higher 401k limits, more 401k fee information, other things. We're going to have to take a quick break. Uh, if you want to call in again on the show, if you have any personal financial questions, we encourage you to do that at one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero, or shoot us an email along the way. Contact at empiradio.com. We'll be right back after a quick break. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network we spend 70 percent of our week in the office what is the difference between enjoying your job and enduring it the number one motivator is a positive work environment and that's where real recognition radio comes in Join your hosts, Roy Saunderson and S. Max Brown, as they take a look at the positive factors of the workplace, such as employee rewards, recognition, incentives, and much more. Tune in to Real Recognition Radio, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor, or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S. 
www.ifs.com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. All right, we're back at Empirical Investing Radio. You're host uh, Ethan Broga alongside Ken Smith here. Uh, it's our third segment of the day. Uh, we're going to talk today about um, an article that uh, Eric forwarded to us. Eric's our research analyst. Uh, talks about uh, retirement benefits and what to expect in 2013. So there's some upcoming changes we thought we'd just briefly go over and kick around a little bit. If you'd like to join the program or reach us, feel free to do so. You can Reach us via email at contact at empiradio.com or via phone at 866-472-5790. So this article actually is from uh, the U.S. News and World Reports. Looks like it's dated December 12, 2012, entitled Your Retirement Benefits, What to Expect in 2013. So one of the, I guess, the best things for, for most people who are saving money in their 401ks and things that you can actually do more starting next year, it sounds like. The... Uh, IRA and 401k limits are going up. The contribution limit for 401ks and 403bs and the federal government's thrift savings plan will increase from 17000 in 2012 to 175 in 2013. So that's some good that's news. That's very nice. Good news. The IRA contribution limit will also grow by 500 bucks, uh, going to $5,500 in 2013. And the um, catch-up contributions available to those age 50 and older will remain unchanged for both types of accounts. Uh, at $1,000 each for IRAs and Roth IRAs and things, and 401ks. So that's good news. No, no real surprise. That typically goes up uh, a little bit each year, so that's that's good. Any comments, Ken, on that? Any thoughts? You know, I think um, part of the discussion within our five secrets to a successful lifestyle or, you know, one of those five. Right. Um, what One of the... T- <laughs> The uh, things to think about there is just mapping out. It's a good time as you start the new year to map out what your tax situation is going to be and um, determine, hey, how should I be maximizing uh, between my pre-tax or Roth-type contributions? So just take some time to plan around that. Uh, many 401ks now have both. That's right. Um, and you can even do a combination. Yep. Or depending on your income, there's the opportunity to do the pre-tax and open up an individual Roth and, and fund that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are good buckets I, I recommend putting into. But how do you feel, Ethan, for someone who's just starting out saving? I think this is a dilemma I'm about to okay. give you. Which is, hey, I don't really have a lot of liquid money outside of IRA. Should I be just automatically putting every extra cent I have into an IRA? 
and maxing that out um, and having nothing in my bank account or oh yeah you know, sure. you, you know what I mean and I, I think that's for for kids coming out of college and getting their first job and getting set up and um, my my advice has always been don't miss out on any opportunities to get a matching comp- contribution for sure yep no brainer right um, there but also don't get so tax focused that you put yourself in a dangerous position where you don't have any emergency funds or liquidity outside of those vehicles. Uh, sometimes you can draw out of those for emergency purposes, so that is an opportunity. But just be aware of that. Yeah, sure. Um, to the degree sense. you can. And we could talk about IRAs again for a long time just in itself. So the other thing here, you more 401 fee information. Yeah, yeah let's, let's read that a little okay. bit. Want me to go ahead and do that? Yeah, might as well. Yeah, so uh, retirement account participants will re- receive new quarterly and annual 401k statements listing the expense ratios of each investment Step option and other fees charged to their accounts, including commissions, sales charges, overcharges, undercharges, and record-keeping fees due to Labor Department regulations enacted in 2000. That's something new. Maybe I said that very quickly, but what the point of all this is that the fee information inside 401ks is not usually that transparent. You kind of have to dig around for it, at least prior to this, this new new law. So this will make it very easy for folks to understand what types of uh, fees are in, inside the 401ks that we're all using. So I think that's you know more, more disclosure, more transparency is, is definitely a good thing there. Um, retirement savers will also get information showing how their investment returns compare to a benchmark, uh, which is good. I mean, you need to know how, how things are going relative to uh, other appropriate Asset classes or, or benchmark information? Well, on that, Ethan, somebody uh, that's in the media, I don't want to mention the name here, but they'd actually written an article saying, hey, in, ma- in many cases, uh, I don't even recommend pe- people put into their 401ks because uh, the fees are a- and the choices are so poor that it outweighs the tax benefit. Wow, really? Um, yeah. that's. Uh, I don't know how you feel about that. I guess it's possible. Um, I wouldn't say a blanket statement for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess mm-hmm. it's possible. Uh, I've seen some pretty bad 401ks in my time too, I guess. But uh, I'm wondering if usually they're not that bad. Yeah. Well, I think that's part it's of the reason extreme. why these requirements are coming in, yeah. which is encouraging because I think if employees see them clearly, um, there is the opportunity to, to share the outrage when they have um, very expensive overly expensive choices mm-hmm. and uh, because it is your retirement fund it's supposed to be a benefit to the employees right and it's not much of a benefit if you're burdening the employees with overly excessive fees and very poor choice in which case are usually a handful of uh, the worst ones are just a handful of actively managed funds that don't even allow the employees to get broad diversification right particularly if they don't want to choose one of the one one fund all type of strategies. They mm-hmm. don't have enough building blocks. So if you're in one of those situations, I again here for the show, we'd be happy to review what's in the in the 401k at the company you work for, and give you our written recommendations on how we would change that. Sure, we've done a pretty thorough analysis of what's out there, how to lower the cost of the 401k plans, but also increase and enhance the return opportunities and the risk management. I got one thing on that too. Well, yes, yes. Just looking and talking about the, in the prior uh, paragraph, we talked about the higher 401k and IRA contribution limits, and one of the uh, plans referenced there, along with the 401ks and 403bs, is the federal government's 
uh, thrift savings plan. So um, I'm not sure how familiar you are with that, Ken, but in that particular plan, they have uh, pretty diversified investments available, and but the cost of those things are remarkable. So government employees can can put money into the the, uh, the TSP plan or thrift savings plan. Uh-huh. The internal cost of the funds, for example, for the for the S and P 500 exposure is like three basis points or two basis points, extremely low. Uh, the cost for the exposure to small cap, vis-a-vis the Russell uh, 2000 index, is extremely low. Same thing is true with the international index option in that particular plan, very very low, and, the, and indeed the bond option as well, unbelievably low. So clearly that, and that's obviously a very big plan, you know. Billions and billions of dollars in that plan, so they've reached some economies of scale. But uh, compared to your run-of-the-mill 401k plan, the costs are significantly different. And people who aren't who don't have access to the thrift saving plan probably aren't aware of that. But it's indeed a very, very important factor in making sure you keep more of your money by keeping costs low. It has definitely been a big, um, big discussion point in the last few years on this issue of poor. Poor options, poor investment options, poor, poorly structured 401k plans, which for many people have been their primary, you know, since pensions started going yeah. away quite some time ago. Mm-hmm. Outside of Social Security has been one of the primary savings vehicles for a lot of people. And I think it's kind of shameful that they have been so poor that they have had horrible investment choices, very little education offered in a lot of cases to the employees. And the, um, the expenses um, overly burdensome. Right. When in reality, if this is going to be the one vehicle people are going have used, it should be the exact opposite. They should be getting the best choices in the world, and they deserve. And this is my personal view that they deserve that. If they want to go out and open accounts and speculate or buy high cost funds or whatever, that's that's different. But if you are putting a plan together. With the idea that, hey, I want my employees to have the ability to, to build a retirement nest egg that they can live the rest of their life and have a good experience coming out of that company. There should be good investment choices. And I don't know that I completely agree with the idea that in every case, um, a bigger picture person should take over and invest money conservatively and pay pensions out. I think that if we did a better job as advisors and Across our culture, there's no reason why most, and not all, there needs to be those options for people who are not capable of making sound financial decisions on their own, for whatever reason, that they have some security blanket there. But wherever possible, I think that it is a worthwhile objective to get more Americans across the board financially educated enough or get them the advice to to build uh, an investment strategy, one that stays ahead of inflation, that helps them grow their money while they're at work working um, and gets them to where they go. And I don't know why that's not a bigger objective, but um, I sat in a meeting with one of our advisors. He was participating in a um, kind of a nonprofit called DECA. That's for younger kids that want to learn marketing and entrepreneurial skills. Mm-hmm. The organization, one of the things that came up in this little discussion was how poorly in high school, coming up through grade school, high school, and even in college, if you're not a business major per se, that we prepare, um, we prepare to deal with financial 
decision making and more particularly in this case it was entrepreneur how to run a business mm-hmm. how to start and run a yet the whole constant argument between the two political parties a lot is the small business you know providing jobs through these small businesses yet what have we done right to you know i i kind of feel like wow the the amazing ingenuity and the amazing entrepreneurship has been in spite of not necessarily a, a, a fertile soil here where we're teaching kids unless they join an organization like that or decide to take mm-hmm. going that way. Well, I feel the same way, if not even stronger, about the financial education. So, and I got off on a small tangent there, Ethan, but it all relates back to this 401k structure. It's where most people get introduced to making investment yeah. and financial planning right. decisions. And I would love to figure out a way to, to, to you know, to the degree we can be a part of that, to do, to make it different, you know, to make that first experience a stepping stone of a lifetime of smarter investment decisions where we take responsibility for our retirement. Right. So continue on. I think we've okay. got a little time before our last segment here. Good stuff there. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, this is a good one. Number three here. Increased Roth IRA income limits. The earnings limit for Roth IRA contributions will increase by $2,000 to $127,000 in 2013 for single people and heads of household. The modified adjusted gross income phase-out range for couples interested in making contributions to a Roth IRA will increase by $5,000, go between $178,000 to $188,000. However, many people are able to get around these income limits by converting their traditional retirement accounts to a Roth IRA. Of course, we know about that. I've talked about that at length at, at times uh, in the program. So, so I, I um, would just love to take a minute or two. When I know we're going to have to take a break. Yep. So um, before we move on for the last segment through some of these other ideas, mm-hmm. but let's take a quick break and then just I'll have you take a minute to explain some of that. You got it. Um, Empirical Investing Radio again eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. Ken and Ethan will be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you an individual investor looking for a trusted financial advisor? Or are you a financial professional looking to connect with a world-class wealth management firm? My name is Simon Liu, Portfolio Manager with Empirical Wealth Management, inviting you to contact us at 1-800-923-4307. That's 1-800-923-4307. Or visit our website at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S dot com. Our mission at Empirical is to provide clients with the most effective, unbiased investment and financial planning advice available. Empirical is changing the way investment advice is delivered by striving to put our clients' interests first. Call us now to get started with a no-cost, no-obligation discovery process. The number again is 1-800-923-4307. Or you can begin this process on our website at EmpiricalFS.com. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. Stock prices plunging, home prices receding, and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. 
Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and co-host Ethan Broga. To call into the program with a question or comment, please dial 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to contact at empiradio.com. Now, back to Ken and Ethan. Welcome back to Empirical Investing Radio, last segment of the day with Ken and Ethan here. Ethan, we were talking about, uh, we were talking about Roth IRA increased limits. So if you're a couple, um, and starting at $178,000, if you make that or less, you can each fully contribute to a Roth IRA. Is that correct? Uh, that's correct. And does that change whether or not you are participating in a 401k or is that the limit regardless? That's the limit regardless. Okay. So it just starts to phase out to zero contribution as you hit 188. Yep. As you okay. approach that and go beyond that, you can't, can okay. no longer contribute at all. Certainly someone who is in that income within that, uh, limitation of 178 uh, would we, would you strongly encourage people to be contributing into these? To the Roth IRA? If yeah. you qualify, I think you should, yes. Interestingly, if you are making contributions to a 401k, obviously that'll lower your taxable income and obviously make it more make it more likely that you're eligible to to contribute also to a Roth. Right. So you could do the double. Yeah. Exactly. But, right. Okay. So real quick, just to back up a minute, a Roth IRAs, just for those who don't don't know, um, are in, unique in that they money goes in there after tax or after you pay tax and the money goes into the Roth IRA, but it grows tax free forever. So you can put money in. It grows tax-free. You take it out, you pay no tax. Unlike an IRA, for example, it goes in after tax, so you usually get a deduction for it. But when you take the money out in the future, you'll pay tax on it. So that's the unique and, and, and I think pretty pretty fantastic feature of the Roth IRA. Your money grows tax-free forever. So that's a pretty good deal. Strong incentive for that, from that, that point of fact to get it in there if you can. And there's two ways to do that, and that's what this article alludes to. You can make contributions, so money can go in there. After you, you get paid, you can put money into a Roth IRA. The maximum is, is looks like $5,500 this year. If you're over 50, it's additional $1,000. But you also can do what's called a Roth conversion. So if you have money in a, a traditional IRA, you can actually convert, i.e. move some of that money in your traditional IRA to the Roth IRA. Obviously, you'll, you'll owe tax at the time you do that. But it could be a good strategy if you expect to be in a higher tax bracket later. Hmm. That's the idea. Okay. All right. Moving right along. Okay. Um, better access to the saver's credit. Now, let's now this is something I, I wanted to talk to you about. I hadn't heard much about before. Yeah. All right. Um, so here it says, more low-income workers who save for retirement in 401ks or IRAs, IRAs may be able to claim the saver's credit, a tax credit worth up to $1,000 for individuals and 2000 for couples. The modified adjusted gross income limit for couples were increased by $1,500, to $59,000 in 2013. Uh-huh. The income limit will grow to 29500 for singles and 44250 for heads of household next year. So you actually get a credit for... Can you explain to me how this works, either? Wow. So it sounds like you... Not, not like a... Me. So when they give... When the government or the IRS gives tax credits, 
it's a it's a dollar for dollar deal off your income. Mm-hmm. So um, versus a tax deduction, which is only ends up being a percentage, you get to reduce your taxes by a percentage based on your tax bracket of the actual deduction. So if you have a thousand dollar deduction, but you're in the twenty eight percent tax bracket, uh, you only get twenty two hundred two hundred and eight eighty dollars off of your taxes. Where this credit get really literally would reduce your your taxable income by the amount of the credit. In this case, a thousand or two thousand dollars, depending on if you're married or single. That's a pretty good deal. So basically, they're saying if you save a thousand bucks in your four hundred one k and you're single. We'll give you a thousand bucks to do that. So, do you still get the deduction? It's a credit. So, yes, you do. You get both. You get a, not a credit in in lieu of a deduction. You're 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 maybe we'll have our tax expert more. Oh, I see what you're saying. Track the numbers on this. That's possible. Normally, right? You right off of your just a gross income uh, or your gross income, you you get a deduction for your four. No, I don't think you get both. Okay. This this would be an above the line deal. Okay. So it would happen before the uh, before your. Um, so basically, then the government is paying the entire contribution when when it's a straight credit like that. Bingo! I put a thousand dollars in my plan. It's 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 like the uh, you're getting a thousand bucks back. The government writing a check and just sticking it in your. It's they just, become your matching party there, except it's a hundred percent. It's as good as that. Uh, That's exactly right. Uh, wow! So that means if you put a thousand bucks in a four hundred one k at work and your employer matches. You could potentially put a th- if you put a thousand dollars in. It's not even your thousand bucks. Plus, they'll give you the match to put money in there. That's a pretty darn good deal. So, for a couple, it's a couple that makes sixty a uh, fifty nine thousand dollars or less. Right. If it's um, twenty nine thousand five for an end- for a single. Right. So if you're if you are working a full time job. And you're making, and you're single, and you're making less than twenty nine thousand five hundred dollars. You'd kind of have to be crazy if, to not put in a thousand dollars into your four hundred one k if you're getting a thousand dollar credit back on your tax return. Yes, uh, the trick is knowing about it, right? You have to know about it. Well, that's what we're doing here. That's good stuff. What right it's there. all about, Ethan. That's a freebie, a good one. Wow, that's pretty. That's pretty interesting. I, I want to follow up on that one. Put that one in your tickler file. All right. We'll do that. Yeah, uh, Sam, can I get a sound effect for that? <laughs> Go ahead. We got a few minutes. Let's, All right. let's, what else is cooking? Uh, I think that one was huge, by the way. That was pretty neat. Here's one that's. Uh, maybe should we skip the next one? Oh, All right, near tickler. File. Let's go to the larger Social Security checks. Yeah, let's do that. So, Social Security payments will increase by 1.7% in 2013. The average Social Security check is expected to grow by $21 due to this cost of living adjustment. The average benefit for couples is expected to climb from $2,014 in 2012 to $2,048 in 2013. Well, there's a little benchmark. If you're getting Social Security, you know what the average is. It's been about 2014. You can kind of see where you fit into that. Yeah. Uh, nothing too exciting there. Just a general the adjustment with inflation, which has been relatively low. Yeah. There you have that. But this one might, might get you excited here, Ethan. Wait a minute! Higher Social Security taxes. Well played, well played. The temporary payroll tax deduction, which cuts Social Security taxes from 6.2% to 4.2%, yeah. is scheduled to expire at the end of 2012, resulting in a tax hike for almost all workers. So I know there's a lot of discussion about who's getting tax increases and the wealthy and the 1%, all that kind of stuff, but uh, I don't know if they have what the plans are with regard to this tax. If that is one of the issues at debate, or if it was just always going to go back to the normal, yeah, they may extend this. It was but, a temporary uh, payroll deduction, right? They yeah. may extend it, but it's it's possible that uh, they let this one 
continue uh, unaffected, i.e. go up next year. Okay. We'll so just plan that or on your tax withholding. 6.2, and that would be also uh, the amount goes from 110 that's uh, um, to $113,700 in 2003, which is expected to increase the payroll tax bill for approximately 10 million high earners. Yep. Social Security will retire paper checks. Well, that's a good idea. Interesting. Yeah. But that'll save a lot of money. That's the next one here. So the U.S. Treasury is scheduled to stop mailing paper Social Security checks on March 1st, 2013. All benefit payments will then be directly deposited into bank or credit union accounts or applied to a direct express debit MasterCard. Interesting. Uh, retirees who do not select electronic payment option will be automatically enrolled in the prepaid debit card option. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, you know, a little while ago, I think it was uh, 2011 or 10, something like that, um, the Social Security Administration stopped sending a paper statement as well. So, you know, you're a little, once a year, I'd get this uh, Social Security uh, benefit statement in the mail, and then it's no longer available vis-a-vis the automatic delivery. You have to go to the website to get it now. Vis-a-vis. Saving them millions of dollars, which is good, right? That's good. Similar thing here, I'm betting. It looks like uh, we've got... Uh, well, we're pretty much out of time today, Ethan. But okay. uh, larger Medicare Part B premiums going up uh, about five dollars. It looks like um, from ninety nine per month to about one hundred and four point mm-hmm. nine, and uh, so on and so forth. I think that's about it, Ethan. Additional Medicare Part D coverage. All right. Well, that was good. But uh, another top quality show. I appreciate well the done contribution, and uh, let's have some exciting stuff for next week. All right. Let's pull ourselves together. I think we should. Okay. Thanks for tuning in. If you want to get a hold of us during the week, uh, you can reach me directly. My email is ksmith at empiricalfs.com. That's E-M-P-I-R-I-C-A-L-F-S.com. And what's yours, Ethan? Is it eBroga? It is eBroga. eBroga at Empirical FS. You can talk to Ethan. Again, if you have questions or you want us to help you navigate through any uh personal financial planning decisions or investment decisions you're making, we can make it a part of the show here. We can just do it for you offline. We'd be happy to do that. Yeah. And you can call us at 1-800-923-4307. Have a great week, and thanks for tuning in. Take care. See you next week. We hope you've enjoyed Empirical Investing Radio with Ken Smith and Ethan Broga. Please join us again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And for more information about Empirical Investing Radio, please call 800-923-4307. We'll see you next week. 